When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We support our local team and our local brewery, Phantom Brewery, and they've decided to support us back and you guys by offering a 10% off code EPR10 when used on their website, phantombrew.com will get you 10% off anything you order this season. That code again, EPR10. The Fondra looking to get side of Fondra, away from Davis, 3-1 running! Three points running. Bonjour, salut, guten Abend, and all the usual jazz. It's me, Jacob Southcline, back with another Elm Park Rules preview podcast, supported by Phantom Brewing Co. in RG1. That's in Reading. That's a postcode. Now, I was fully intending on getting on a nice, fresh-faced, eager Cardiff City fan to talk to us today. The dreaded COVID has struck him down like a bolt of lightning. He's got COVID, and uh, I spoke to him on the phone earlier. Sounds very, very croaky. So uh, whilst he recovers, I've got James Earnshaw with a Welsh accent. No, I haven't. I've just got James Earnshaw with his regular accent, his regular local Berkshire accent. He's the Berkshire boy making all the noise. It's James Earnshaw. Right, Jacob, how are you? I'm all right. I'm very glad to see you back in these parts. It's your first appearance of the season. How is life at the Running Chronicle treating you? Yeah, no, that's good. It was a long old weekend up in Blackpool on the weekend, but, you know, many more to come this season and hopefully not as uh, sort of disappointing and depressing as, as that one. Although I did make it, Paul Lynch laugh because a bird almost uh, <laughs> defecated on my head. So. Right. I've been meaning to ask you about this. I'm really glad it's 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 here on and I'm not and not J Lo because um you know how Jonathan Lowe at uh, Berkshire Live cranks out his five things you might have missed yeah, from the weekend yeah, article. One of the five things you might have missed was you almost getting shot on by a bird. <laughs> Which he didn't was, tell um, me he even used that. He didn't say, he didn't tell me um that he was using me as you should I should have asked him credit. Yeah. Well that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be on commission. You should try and try and get like deliberately pooed upon every week from now. So you see how long you can keep the street going on the, on our away days. <laughs> um, but making Paul Ince laugh is always, you know, you, you deserve bonus points for that because it's it's not easy to do. So well done. Not the minute, um, it's not. No, no. Well, on that note, that's a, the perfect segue into what we're talking about now. It's uh, it's been yet another week of injuries and all sorts of various voodoo hoodoo in the Reading camp. Um, we thought we'd shaken off our, our injury record, and then game week one, we've had we've had two people missing, and straight from Ince's presser, James, um, we've we've had yet more injury news this week, haven't we? But we don't know who it is. Yeah, no, he said uh, he doesn't want to give anything away, which. I kind of get, but I don't kind of get as to why now is the point at which he doesn't want to give it away when he's giving it away every other week. But yeah, so there's two more players uh, that aren't going to be involved. Uh, it's, it's, you know, take your pick. You know, it's not like the most injury-prone players. It's literally all of them because they're also injury-prone. So it could be two out of any. Fingers crossed. It's Buzanis <laughs> and 
you know, some other random teenager that we wouldn't see, but he wouldn't mention it if it wasn't. So I'm expecting two of the players that started um, to not, which then leaves the way for some kids to play, considering the average age of our bench was about 17 last week. It immediately puts the pressure on again, though, doesn't it? Because the, the squad was already looking threadbare against Blackpool. By the way, side note, you know, it's such a running thing to go up to Blackpool first game of the season when everyone was expecting a nice away day in the sun, get a mm. few pints in, you know, soak in some rays and then like so much yeah. rain. So much <laughs> rain. Like in, in a year where we've had one of the like biggest heat waves of all time, only we can mm. get rained upon in Blackpool. The Friday and the Sunday were nice though. So just oh, literally the day of the match. I mean, if that wasn't like a portent or like some like <laughs> some like prophecy, yeah, I, I don't know. But like in terms of the squad we had against Blackpool, there was even back then we were saying, oh, wouldn't it be nice to get in a couple of those signings that have long been mooted, mm. like uh, Naby Sarr has seemingly been on the cusp of signing now for almost a fortnight, and uh, there's the chap from Porto as well, Loom Mamadou Loom, yeah. the the defensive midfielder, so. There's, we've also been frustrated there, haven't we, James? Because according to Ince in his presser, they're still definitely in, in limbo and in the pending category because the EFL are, uh, aren't playing ball, are they? No, not with Nabisar. Uh, Loom's all signed. He just officially needs to pick up his visa, which I'm kind of surprised that they allowed us to sign him without the visa. But um, I'm not sure if it's a case of him just literally going to the office to pick it up or if he's actually got to uh, apply. <laughs> but he's got to go to London on Sunday to pick up his visa or do whatever he needs to do. Um, so he's hoping to potentially have him involved for Stevenage on Tuesday. Uh, Naby Sar is now looking like next week. And last week it was looking like it's going to be this week. Um, so that's going to be probably one that goes right to the end of his four-year, you know, pr- prospective four-year contract. Um, you know, they're all still expecting him to sign. You know, he's, as far as I'm aware, he's had all the official things signed and he's you know had all the pictures done and ready it's just waiting to be officially stamped and, and, and released um so it's a frustrating one um you know but thankfully i guess we've got enough defenders or we did have on saturday for it to actually look like one of our strongest sort of positions mm. um you know so it's not the end of the world i guess it's just mainly for depth there's just nobody yeah. that you can bring anybody off the bench if you need it well depth aside as well there were there were after playing a full set of pre-season fixtures with a three three slash five at the back. There were worries going into that Blackpool game that we we tweaked to a fullback. But if if you actually watch the game, we it sounded like it was the same preseason setup, but just classic reading like shoehorning players into into positions that aren't really their their natural positions just to, you know, for the sake of preserving mm-hmm. a formation. Like we saw Hoyler at, at wing back, didn't we? And um Yeah, and you tucked in. Well, that's it at centre-back. So, I don't know, again, going into the weekend, it's going to be another case of square pegs in round holes, isn't it, really? Yeah. Although, again, though, you know, I'd like to think there are kids in that those position, in those natural positions who could easily fill in a job. I mean, there's no reason why, if we wanted to put Ian on back to wing back and drop Hoylet, or if he was the one that was injured or whatever, there's no reason why Strickland or Holzman or whatever couldn't fill in just for a game. Or, you know, is it Craig or um, Clark, the one from Rock- yeah. Rochdale? Jack yeah, they, Clark. they impressed. Yeah, they, they impressed. No, no, no John PC. Clark, sorry. John okay, Clark, get, yeah. yeah they... <laughs> they, they impressed. You know, these players are only going to get, you know, to prove themselves when they're given the chance. So rather than rather than square peg around holes, why not give them a chance? But I think Ince this year, more than any, just wants experienced players. You know what you're going to get. 
and just put them out there and, and kind of expect a six out of ten from most of them. Um, so, you know, Tuesday should be an interesting one. Uh, it'll be mainly a youth team. Um, but, you know, they, they, he could surprise us on Saturday and put a, put a few fresh-faced kids in. Well, that's it. On the subject of experience and getting that through the door, he's he's still banging the drum, Paul Lintz, for, for getting in a more experienced left-back to uh, to provide a bit more support for the very young and inexperienced Nesta Guinness-Walker, who had a so-so performance, yeah. I think it's fair to say, against Blackpool. Uh, it looks like we might be signing Amari Hutchinson sometime between like now and 2025 if the Eagles <laughs> get their act together. And uh, and then that elusive striker up front who who might well, if we can get him in sooner rather than later, might compensate for the temporary loss of uh, Shane Long, who isn't going to be ready for the weekend. And also Luca Zhao, who's still out for the foreseeable. So that's what it's looking like in terms of the personnel for the weekend. Let's talk a little bit about the opponents now, Cardiff, because... Um, now that Alex can't be with us, it's time for us to do our best uh, to do our best be Cardiff City analysis. I know. Well, <laughs> well I live here is the thing, so I should have, <laughs> I, should, I should have absorbed some of like the local, you know, what, what's going on with the local club by osmosis, mm. but it hasn't really happened. But I mean, I suppose the headline is, isn't it, that Cardiff City by far and away have been the most. Um, yes, so that's it. They they won their opening fixture mm. against Norwich, which is very impressive. Um, Norwich obviously tipped to do quite well this season, but in in a in what has been a summer of upheaval for Reading, there's also been a summer of upheaval for Cardiff, but in a much more positive way. In that they've been by far and away the most active team in the transfer market in this division. I think 13 new players have come through the door, including Andy Rinnemotta, who seems to be getting quite good early reviews. Are there any of those additions that Cardiff have made that have really caught your eye, James? Are there any that you think all, oh, you know, could um could Reading have maybe taken a look at them, even though obviously our situation's a bit more precarious? Mm, it's 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 mainly the goal scoring player from Saturday, um, Romain Sawyers, who's sort of always caught the eye in the championship. He's sort of everything that I sort of semi hoped Ajari would be and sort of that kind of player that you kind of let what do what they want to do because they're good enough on their day to, to win a game on their own. It, uh, obviously, Soyuz is a bit sort of bulkier and stronger and sort of more box-to-box, but um, sort of he's such a talent at this level that if you just let him do what he wants to do, you know, he might not, might not necessarily work particularly well in a team, but, you know, he's got that individual talent that can unlock, def- unlock defences and, and score, score goals like he did on Saturday. So um, he'd definitely have been one I'd have looked at. And it looks like um, Paul Ince was looking at one player they brought in, Cedric Keepre. Yeah, um, I wanted to West ask Brom you about and, this. Yeah. yeah, and formerly a Wigan as well, a centre half, very much in the in the Saar role, um, sort of to bring in on a well, presumably alone because he's still in the contract at West Brom. Uh, and it sounded like it got very, very close, but um, apparently Cardiff just came in and just absolutely gazumped him in terms of what they could offer financially, and he went there instead, which you know is sort of the. Uh, what happened to Reading over the last couple of seasons, really? Well, that's it. I mean, it, it, we are really it, it, like bottom of the food chain when it comes to mm. picking up players. And I suppose it's all the more credit to players like Nabi Saar that have have managed to maintain an interest in, in what we're offering, even though they could quite happily go some, somewhere else and, you know, be on better money or more uh, secure terms. Or And even though I know that Saar's getting quite a long contract from us by the sounds of it, four years, but... So, yeah, and, and um, the other point to mention is that Cardiff aren't done in the market either. Like, they're, they are still shopping around. They've literally, just as we record, 
they've announced um, Astra their new number nine, uh, Keon Eteta, uh, who is a, a big target man. Uh, he might well be turning out against at the weekend. So, so all in all, Cardiff are definitely going to be looking like an improved proposition this season because um, obviously they beat us at home last season 2-1 after Lucas Jal put us ahead in the first mm. five minutes. What are you expecting from the game, James? Because I, 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 in Steve Morrison, they've got a decent manager, haven't they? Yeah, uh, to be honest, they're a total unknown quantity. I mean, more or less, the whole eleven's different. Um, you know what you're going to get with Steve Morrison. I mean, you're not Millwall still walk for for no reason. You know what kind of football you're going to get. It's going to be sort of high pressure. It's going to be you know big, strong players that like to win, you know, win the ball and, and like like a tackle. So the players, the Reading players, are going to have to stand up and be counted um, this weekend. Um, you know, it's going to be an interesting game, but I have honestly no idea what to expect because. You know, yeah, they won the first game, but you know, it's the first game. Norwich would have taken time to settle. Both players went down to ten men. Both teams went down to ten yeah. men. So you know, you can't, you know, necessarily judge off one game. But they also remained unbeaten in pre-season, so you know, they're obviously not a bad outfit. Um, it's going to well, be a difficult test, as they all are. Um, but you know, I think home form is going to be absolutely crucial this year if we're going to stay up after the last few years of it being pretty woeful. Um, yeah. So hopefully we can start off with a with a win or at least something a positive result or positive positive performance at the very least. Well, that's it. You, you've you've touched upon the form that Cardiff have coming into this season. I know it's pre season, and I know people sometimes read too much into pre season. But you know they they've beaten some handy sides. I mean they they beat Cambridge, Newport, Cheltenham, drew against Shrewsbury, had a game called off against Forest Green, uh, slapped Swindon. I'm very happy to see. And uh, and then obviously that very impressive opening day win at home. But you're talking about our own home record. This is the first time that fans are going to be able to see Reading in the league this season. So yeah, and and obviously there's the narrative, isn't there? And that, like you said, it sounded like Paul Ince was whining and dining Kit Bray like right to the last mm. minute, and and ended up signing for them. Perry Young, another player that was linked to Reading in the past, and ended up signing for Cardiff. He played at centre back um, the other day and ended up getting sent off, mm. which is quite funny. In terms of where the goals are coming for Reading, it's it's tough again, isn't it? Because again, we're relying on we're relying on playing the likes of Mate up top in the absence of Zhao, who's going to be a big miss for a few weeks now. Like, where do you see the goals coming from the weekend? Because I think in, in a tweet that that, uh, that um, Elm Park Rolls put up the other day, um, I was asked to uh, uh, to guess uh, first goal scorer of the season. I think I mm -hmm. went for Tom Ince then, yeah. because. You know, he's he. I think he was one of our more lively he players loves a against shot. Blackpool. He, he does a love shot. a shot. <laughs> so, where are um, the goals coming from for you, James? Well, Saturday was mainly a lot of long balls up to Mate, getting out wide and getting crosses in. <coughs> Sorry, but the problem, obviously, with Mate is he's not a natural striker, so he's never in the right position when the ball comes back. You know, it's a, it's a shame about Shane Long because he is exactly the natural kind of player would just be in that right place at the right time just to get the ball in. Because we had chances on Saturday. The balls were flying across and it just wasn't quite falling. So there's definitely sort of ammunition there. We've then just, it's just a case of getting the players in the right position. I think Hendrick and um, Ince love a shot. So, you know, there's no, there are no reason they could not shoot from far out a ricochet and go in or, you know, maybe even a McIntyre or a Holmes from a corner. Um, I can't see the goals necessarily coming from one source. Um, especially not until Zhao comes back, because none of them are consistent, reliable scorers. Um, but there are players in there that have proved that they've got a finish in them. Um, so, 
you know, I think we'll be okay. Um, we've mainly got to fix the leaky defence, you know, conceding. was 84 goals last season, the most in the EFL. You know, that's the main yeah. problem, They're not necessarily scoring. Yeah, it's just problems on so many fronts in there because like, you mentioned the defensive <laughs> record, but also... Yeah, we've like, said defensive, if, we've said um, up front. Should we just pick the yeah. field <laughs> well, that, well, that's it. Our all-new, completely like, <laughs> um, fresh midfield, yeah. Well, that's the thing because if you take last season into account as well, we failed to score in our last four championship games, mm. which is pretty damning, and then lost all four of those too. I'm looking at the head-to-head now between um, Reddy and Cardiff in their last six meeting so in the six previous meetings that we've had with with Cardiff one of which was that FA Cup game which we ended up winning um <laughs> in um on penalties wasn't it um, oh he's now betrayed us <laughs> and stabbed us yeah. in the back yeah <laughs> um it's it's um I tell you what it doesn't make for as bad reading as I thought it would so we've won three of those games and Cardiff won one drawn two and then um, we've scored nine, Cardiff scored eight. This is the big headline for me, right? In those six games, James, we've got six yellow cards. Cardiff, 17. <laughs> seven. Cardiff got booked 17 times in their last six matches against Reading. That's a How far does that stretch back? Does that stretch back to Warnock, Cardiff? or That stretches back to the 31st of January 2020, which I believe... Oh, okay, been... so Warnock would have left by then. So yeah. Neil yeah, Harris and I, I, Neil Harris, man. I don't Mick know what I was telling them. Yeah, that's shocking. I mean, you look through the managers that you you've just read out. I mean, they're not exactly <laughs> fast flowing, attractive football, are they? So there's no well, reason why. You'd I have. I have a sneaky suspicion that Cardiff are going to be a bit further up the table than Reading this year. So I won't knock them too much. <laughs> and um, I suppose all that's left to do then, James, is if we're putting our money where our mouth is what we think as far as the scoreline is concerned. Because, I mean, you'd hope there'd be a little bit of home advantage. First game of the season, hopefully a few Reading fans turn out because it's, it's you know, first first home game of the campaign. It has to be a good turnout, right? But um, in, in terms of the score, that's a lot a lot harder to predict because I, I do... Last week, I predicted a draw and that ended up not happening, obviously. So I kind of don't want to put the kiss of death on them again, but... I, I think it's going to be really, really tough. What about you? Yeah, I was going to go for a draw. I reckon 1-1. One, one. Solid point. Take the point, move on. Another game to recover the players and move on yeah. to next Saturday away at Rotherham, which, you know, it's dark. You can't say must win in, in August, but, you know, it's a game that you should earmark. As, you should pick something up from it. Yeah, just need to stop the rot, get your first point on the mm. boards, use it as a springboard onto getting something against Rotherham. Well, that's it. And And... You know, these things follow on from each other often, don't they? I mean, you get your first goal and then the rest start coming. And so, I don't, I, you know what? I'm going to go for a high-scoring two-all draw. How about that? Just to be I'll exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bit, bit of entertainment for, for people who are going and have bought tickets. Um, obviously, I, I should point out that uh, a lot of the people that will be there at the weekend will be the winners of the Elm Park Royals mm. season ticket competition. Uh, we bought... I say we, thanks to some very, very kind donors, uh, we managed to finance 10 brand new season tickets for for several new season ticket holders. So um, I hope they have a good game. I hope it's nice and sunny. Uh, I'm going to be there. You're going to be working, aren't you? Yep, I'm going to be working. But I wouldn't have it so any other way. I'd be there anyway. So <laughs> You get all the nice behind-the-scenes access to, like, not only 
you know, putting yourself in harm's way of all the seagulls and, and birds, <laughs> you know, low flying birds. But also, you know, you get the you get to be nice up close and personal with with good old Paul Ince and, and the rest of the the Reading FC media gallery. So how's um how's that been, by the way? Because obviously during the summer months you don't really see much of of the media crowds. Mm. You know, has it has it has it been nice sort of like slotting back into the old um Saturday yeah, routine no. with them all? Uh, it's been very nice. Um especially uh, obviously I'm good friends with Andy Preston in the Wokenham paper. He doesn't do away matches. So today for the press, it was the first time I'd seen him for, for the summer. Uh, actually, no, it would have been last week. But last week was the first time I'd seen him. Uh, Jayla I spent a lot of time with up at Blackpool. Obviously, Tim had a half an hour chat with uh, Glenn Little last week up at Blackpool, which was nice. Um, still, you know, still can't quite believe I'm there chatting to, to Blakey and these other Rex Reading sort of legends, A.D. Williams and people like that. But, you know, it's what it is. It's part of the job. One of the perks, I guess. Yeah, I'm very jealous. I I would I think I, I'd like to spend maybe like ten seconds in the presence of Glenn Little, and then I'd be happy. He'd still tell you so much in ten seconds. It's unbelievable. The man uh, talks yeah. for England. But he He's got an answer for everything. So <laughs> <laughs> he has got an answer for everything. He's like most of the people that turn out on on this Empire Rules preview podcast. Honestly, so. <laughs> um, I was also going to say, had you not been working, I would probably try and catch you down at uh, Blue Collar Street Food, who has just been announced are sponsoring. Park Rolls again for this season. So thank you, Blue Collar. Um, I probably won't see you before the game, James, but I should see you at some point because I'm holding some of your beers hostage in a carrier bag. So uh, <laughs> more on that on a future podcast. But um, for the time being, I just want to thank you for coming on at short no, notice. Thanks for no, it's, we should pay you um, pay you extra this week because you've had to. Um, you, you're always you're always a valuable insight into the goings on in in press conferences and, and Reading FC. But uh, your uh, your valuable insight into all things Bluebirds as well, like should not go unnoticed. So uh, <laughs> honorary. So thank you very much. Oh yeah, I wouldn't say that too loud. You'll uh, you'll get cancelled on on the Reading FC <laughs> hashtag. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you to James. Thank you to you guys for listening in at home. Uh, we'll be back next week, probably Thursday, Friday, to preview the game. After that, that will be the Rotherham game. And uh, and yeah, keep your eyes peeled on all the EPR socials. And uh, Paul and the gang will be back after the match to pour over the carcass of yet another Reading FC home game. So cheers for listening. Up the ding. See you next time.